and we're live now. So welcome everyone. You know, thank you so much for uh, for listening. We're at um, second week, episode two of our um, of our show here. Very exciting. And today we're going to talk about um, our own little story and journey and what we have learned being sort of we call it an underdog. You know. Um, what are the good things about being an underdog, what we've learned. And if you're one of those people, then hopefully there's something that you can take away today that you can learn from my experience. So again, I'm Zane and I've got Dan here as well. So Dan, you ready? Shall we just jump straight into it? Yeah, I, I just wanted to say that um, I, I want to show my appreciation to all the people who are watching this uh, live because mm. I know it's Champions League live. Uh, the Champions League tonight. So if someone uh, chose us uh, above Champions League game, then it's a huge recognition for us and uh, we are very grateful and uh, uh, we will give our best to you tonight. Amazing, amazing. Oh, is it Champions League tonight, actually? Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, you know, it's a rematch of Barcelona-Paris Saint-Germain. So very exciting game. Oh, God. Yeah, that, that must be super exciting then yeah okay okay cool let's jump into it um so we're going to first talk about our little underdog story you know because uh i think if you listen to the last episode we talk about how we met you know which is basically in a company that we work for in the uk and actually interesting enough both of us are not from the uk we actually come from somewhere else um so dan do you want to give um people who are listening a bit of um background as to you know where you are from um, how did you end up being in the UK? And just a bit of background about um, about you and your journey. Okay, um, so so for those who don't know, uh, I'm from Poland, and actually not from a, from a big city like uh, Warsaw or or Gdańsk, Poznań, or Krakow. I'm I'm from rather you know small city like 100,000 inhabitants. Uh, but still, you know, when I was in middle school, I, I was able to to have this ambition, to have this drive and to uh, and then make a commitment, a decision to um, to attend high school in, in a bigger city uh, so that I could, you know, uh, do the international baccalaureate diploma. Um, and thanks to you know this commitment in the very early age, then I could uh, go to study in the UK, uh, Lancaster University. Uh, I want to say hi to everyone who who studied there, and and I want to clap my hands for those people because like studying at Lancaster, it's it's hell of a ride, you know, because uh, Lancaster, it's it's amazing university. But but really difficult place to live. So so I I applaud all the people who studied in Lancaster. Um, and then you know uh, one year between uh, between my second year of uni and the third year of uni, I took like a sort of gap year uh, placement year, and that's when we met, right? So Indeed. Um, me and you we. I think we met in a in a cafeteria, by the way. If I if I'm not wrong, I think someone else, someone else. Uh, no, I first met you in a gym of the office. Oh, maybe, or maybe in the gym. Oh, maybe yeah. in the gym. You, yeah. you know why? Because uh, it's very interesting. Because I remember it. Because um, 
you know how we sometimes can go into the gym over the weekends. Yeah. And yeah, uh, exactly. I remember I remember what like there's no one normally there's no one in the office or in the office's gym. And then uh, I go in there and then I was just I wasn't expecting anyone there, you know, I was just expecting myself to enjoy all the facilities. And then I see this dude in there working really hard. Um, and then it was you like um, but we don't know each other well. And then it was only after, like I said, we were in the cafeteria that we, um, we, we started to talk. Um, yeah. So, sorry to cut you off, but I think it was in the gym yeah, when I first saw you. Another, another sideline to, to this story, uh, you know, who was the other person that wa- I once met, uh, at the gym on the weekend, it was the CEO of the company. So, oh, yeah. One of the one of the time when I went to the gym on the weekend and it was I empty, you came in and uh, and the other time I went to the gym and there was like the CEO of our company and I was like okay that's great yeah <laughs> but, yeah yeah co- continuing uh, my story so then I uh, and it was then at the company the uh, that we worked for that's when I realized actually. Um, that uh, I want to be an entrepreneur, you know, I I knew before that I wanted to be an entrepreneur, but then uh, when I went to the university, there was this kind of pure pressure, you know, of you know working for amazing companies, of of earning a lot of money, and and you know I I I went to to the company and. And, you know, I was like, the money was okay. It wasn't amazing, but of course it was a placement year. So you cannot expect like, uh, God knows how much, but, but still when I thought about, you know, what, what can, can I expect after graduating from university? Uh, not in money terms, because, because money is not an issue for me. It was more of like, a, uh, you know, job nature. Like I wanted this freedom. So, so that's why, you know, during my final year in Lancaster, after you know, I had I had the list of of uh, of uh, postgraduate universities that I wanted to apply for, and some of them were like strategy management courses, and other courses were entrepreneurship, and I was pretty indecisive most of the time. I was like you know, strategy management, because I thought that, you know, then I will, uh, you know, I, I, I had this idea in my mind that I cannot learn entrepreneurship at the university. But then I thought, okay, ideally, I would like to finish my university straight after bachelor degree. But there was some, you know, pressure from my from my parents to to do my master degree so mm. i thought to myself that if i have to uh to do my master's degree uh after all i can make it in entrepreneurship maybe i will learn uh just a little bit of it you know mm. uh, and it was it was a great choice i i made uh, i i chose uh, rotterdam as my master degree um master degree university uh great environment great country great city great people so so i want to say hi to everyone from uh, from my masters in rotterdam who is watching this um uh, 
so so and you know after so still during my uh, my masters i started uh, i started my company that i'm i'm still running and uh, you know it's it's been one year and five months since i started this business uh, it's not easy uh, i know that i'm uh, sort of underdog i've been sort of underdog in my in my studies because like english was not native to me uh, and you know being from from eastern european country not from western european country uh and now running this business, I'm 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 an underdog because I'm I'm small in comparison to big agencies. It's and also I'm underdog in that sense that I, you know, decided to to this digital marketing business, even though I had very little experience before starting this business. So I I took up on very uh, you know. Uh, on extremely challenging task. Hmm. So, so what's your story? How did you, you know, uh, how how uh, how did it, you know, end up you going to the UK and and then working for 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 the company where we met and and eventually you starting your own thing, your own hustle. Hmm. Yeah. So. Uh... Me, I, so I was born and raised in Malaysia for the first 18 years of my life, you know. Um, and by the time we, or I finished uh, my high school, um, my family encouraged me to, to go overseas for, for study, um, obviously because both of them um, graduated in America. So they see the value in, um, you know, building up whether it's your independence or whatever, that um, they just encouraged me to do it. And I thought, okay, you know what, um, I'll do it. Um, at that point, um, really, there, there were a few choices that I really want to go. It's either Australia or the UK or America. And my decision process is quite simple. When I look at it, I go, Australia was really expensive at the time because of the currency differences. So I was like, Australia is out. And America, there was just too much shooting at that time. And I was like, I don't want to die in America. So I didn't go there. Um, and then that's it. I chose the UK. Um, and the way I chose it was just like, you know, you go to an agency to say, these are my high school schools, which schools could be good for me. They show you different brochures. And um, I pick a place where it looks very sunny, but it's actually not in the UK. Uh, so I went up to Newcastle U New University. Um, if there are people here who uh, who uh, who uh, who is from Newcastle, they will know that um, not really a lot of people pronounce it as Newcastle because uh, that's like a Geordie sort of accent. But you know, it's an amazing experience because um, everyone up there was like really, really kind, really, really good. Although I did struggle with the English to begin with. Like you were going to McDonald's thinking that oh, I would order just a simple burger. You ended up with like a massive extra meal or whatever just because you kind of understand everything they asked you just said yes um and i ended up you know with lots of like i don't know chips or french fries or whatever so um and then in my second year of uni i thought to myself that um, i don't want to just graduate with a piece of paper and that's when i knew that there's an opportunity to do a placement and i really start to 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 just see what opportunities are there you know outside of university 
and um, and I started applying for jobs. You know, I was like, I was just going all in on applying for a job, really trying to see whether I can get myself an opportunity. And you know, it was it was it was hard, right? It was hard, just like anything else. It was hard. Um, Wait, and- how many? How many? Um, how many uh, job applications did you did you have to send to? I, to I must send you? at least 50, 60. at 50. least. Wow, I, I, I sent like 20, 30, and I thought that was a lot. Yeah. Uh, and I only have been to like three interviews mm. out of those, those 20, 30. Mm. But I got two job offers, you know, the, cool. the, the one from, from where, where we met. Yeah. And the other one from, uh, from a competitor, you know, from another company, from a French uh, car manufacturer. Mm. So, uh, you know, uh, there, were, there was like loads of, you know, uh, waving between those two, uh, two companies. Did you, mm. did you have any, any job offer on the table? Or was I honestly there? cannot remember now. That was such a long time ago. Um, but I think the one that I work for, even now, is the first one I got. Um, and then I was just like, yes, <laughs> that's it. You know, like, I'm not going to try anymore because it was so hard. Um, and then I stuck to it and I'm very glad I did actually. Um, because uh, that, that's, that's, that's where I ended up working even until now. Um, so, so yeah, I did that, you know, we did, we did a placement, uh, and then obviously that's where we met, as you just said, graduated, uh, and then, um, and then I was obviously finishing uni and trying to find a job. Um, again, I think I must have looked for another 50 or 60, but I eventually went back to work for this company where we did my placement um, even until now. Um, but now, you know, you talk about why did I decided to start like a little hustle is because um, I realized that there's more that I can do and there's more things that I've learned since that I feel like, oh, maybe I can explore that, you know. Um, and obviously it was it was really hard, right? Because you, for example, like me, English is not my first language, like you just said. Um, and all these people are hearing us. It's years and years of practice. You know, I remember there are people whom I spoke to when I was working. They would literally say to me, I cannot understand a freaking word you're saying. And I was just like, God, what do you want me to do? Um, so it was, it was really hard. But I think that that's what makes you... Oh, that's what certainly makes us uh, a bit more resilient and a bit more um, sort of stronger, I guess. Um, so yeah, uh, I think that's that's pretty much it. You know what? Uh, actually, when it comes to English, like the placement year was was uh, was the year in in the UK that uh, that taught me a lot about uh, correct pronunciation of uh, of English words. You know. Mm. Uh, and it started in very funny way. It mm. was one of the, um, you know, not company gatherings, but like more of uh, department gatherings. And, you know, it was my, I don't know, second, third week at the company. And we went on this big gathering. We are having a dinner. And one of these, you know, quite high positioned manager he started making fun of my you know of my pronunciation 
and well uh, mm-hmm. I, I felt quite bad about it and and that's when I started making effort with uh, you know uh, with learning correct pronunciation I I started being more more sensitive uh, in terms of you know mm-hmm. uh, listening to how English people are pronouncing certain words you know mm-hmm. uh, that's and you know that's that's what really elevated my my English at that time, you know. Mm. But I wanted to also uh, ask you one more thing about applying for placement for jobs. Uh, did you also have problems with some, you know, this this? Um, so when you apply for placements or graduate jobs, that. In some companies, you have this online tests for for like uh, numeric tests for like uh, um, like language uh, reasoning, verbal reasoning, reasoning. Like you know, sometimes reasoning and and trying to understand like a tone of the uh, of the sentence based on what's written. It was so hard for me for for non English speaker. <laughs> yeah. And and to some extent, you have to say that it's it's of course they want people who know very good English for the job, but at, mm. at the same time, uh, it was putting us in disadvantage, right? Mm. Exactly. I, I think I think exactly that's it. You know, I certainly find it. It was really hard to begin with. You know, it was like. <sighs> It's really hard. <laughs> it's really, really hard. Um, but I, I think you know that that's what um, those things became the sort of the uh, the, uh, the ingredient for growth for us. You know, because we 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 didn't give up. We we actually thought that there must be something that we can do to um, to survive this through. And uh, yeah, it is it's very. Uh, I think when you look at it in hindsight, it was very rewarding in a sense that it actually made us who we are so you know if we if we sort of just follow along i know one of the things we also want to talk about is actually when we look at you know our journey you know you spent four years is it in the uk am i right is it four years yes four years three years yeah. in Lancaster and one 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 year in epson yeah so I, I spent now probably coming up to seven years so you know there are lots of sort of like learnings that we have we have been through you know coming from you know we call it the east to the west and we want to talk about this anyway and i just thought what was your what was your what are your, like your top i don't know one two or three sort of biggest learnings when you look at hindsight you go had it not been for this experience of being abroad you would not have learned uh I have one big learning that I'm very grateful for. Good. Uh, it's like, uh, like coming to to the West really changed my my point of view when it comes to someone being different, someone being of different ethnicity, someone being different uh, when it comes to the. Uh, uh, sexuality, you know, because the problem was that uh, my my family city where where I was brought up, it's it's 
it's it's not the same mentality as as people in the west you know mm-hmm. so i i i have to admit that i had this ugly mentality at when i when i came to the to the to the uk i had this really ugly mentality of not really respecting mm-hmm. someone uh some people who who are you know of different ethnicity race uh and maybe maybe race not so much i i've learned great tolerance for for people of different race in in high school because one of my best friends uh is indian but but when it but but the biggest step for me was you know uh people of different sexuality and and people uh even of uh of uh, you know uh, dressing up differently or something like that uh i i've seen a lot of instances like that mm-hmm. uh at my university and at first it was shocking to me uh but but after some time i understood my 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 the the fault in my in my thinking and and i just you know uh I just told myself like let them be like they are they are they are not doing any harm to you by just being different uh and also you know in some way I'm also different I have uh, very often I have unpopular opinions I have crazy ideas and and I like people uh and I like people to respect the fact that I'm different in my way, in my crazy way of thinking, right? So, so at the same time, if I want people to respect my uh, me being different, then then I have to respect other people being different, right? Uh, so, yeah. so I guess, I guess that's the biggest. This is this is one very key learning for me. And what yeah. what, what was what was clear key learning for you? What was like a uh, maybe life-changing moment, even just like just like with myself. Yeah, I, I think uh, this is a very interesting um, lesson, you know, or learnings, or you call it, which is I have to do every single fucking shit myself, every single one. You know, like when you're at home, you have got you know, like when you have problems, you know, you have parents who might be able to help you out. You know, you might have friends who are nearby you. But when I came here. Not that I don't have friends. Obviously, I do have friends. Um, but it's like even little things like, you know, going to, I don't know, post office to do some stuff. You have to sort your, I don't know, sort your washing out, do your own cooking, work out what you're going to eat later. Um, and also, you, you're given lots of freedom, right? Like no one is there to tell you what to do anymore. And you have to decide for yourself, like, what am I going to do next? And I think the biggest learning, I think it's, it's that sort of, independency of of myself but also it's around really taking accountability and control for my own self um it's like it's it's just me now it's me and me you know um i'm very grateful and and i'm very lucky because obviously um i don't have to worry too much about um about my day-to-day you know basic living needs um, that side of things, which I'm very, I'm extremely, extremely grateful for. Um, 
but also that does mean that um, when I was given that privilege, what am I going to do about it? You know, am I going to waste it? Or actually, the way that I sort of see it was, how am I going to make the most out of that? Um, you know, so I guess my biggest learning was, um, how do I start to take charge of myself and my future development? And I think, you know, put it quite simply, it's like, how are you going to become an adult from here? You know, it's like, you need to grow up now. <laughs> but but did you did you also have this feeling like, uh, okay, coming on your own from, from far away from home, no friends, mm. no friends, like, of course, you will have new friends, but no old friends from home, no family, right? Mm. Uh, I had this quite long process, but eventually successful process of, of starting uh, l liking the company of my own, you know? So, mm. so feeling, uh, feeling good alone. The, like, it's, it's very often problem with people that they, they rarely feel good alone, right? Mm -hmm. But they always need a company. They always need someone to hang out with, etc., etc. And you know, when I when I went to the university, yeah. At first, it was very difficult to like days when I was alone or something like that. Uh, but eventually, I I have learned that it's good for me. It uh, it it to some extent it also helped me to. Uh, to build healthy relationship with my girlfriend now, you know. Mm. Mm, that's interesting. That's very so interesting. The, 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 was it was it also the same with you? Like I know yeah. that 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 to some extent, uh, I guess right now you, you still have probably quite a lot of days when you are you know alone and you just you know with yourself. And how does it change your, you know, your perception of yourself? And, uh, you know, do you like yourself? Oh, that's the question. <laughs> no, that, you know, what? that's a, such a good observation, man. Such a good observation, because I definitely feel like that as well. It was just like, um, you know, when you when you're at home, you've got lots of friends to hang out with, you go out with and every day will be like, okay, I'll do this, you know, you'll have colleagues. And then when you finish work, you might have your family, you might have your whatever, you always have something around you. And you don't have so much time for yourself. But you're really you're right, actually, when you start to, when I start to when I'm left home, and there are lots of times where you have to be on your own, I don't know whether it's eating, whether it's whatever, and then you have to start to find things to do, you know, and you really start to really like dip down inside you to understand like, you know what, what am I, what do I really, what do I really want to do now? It's really hard, you know, like people can still say, oh yeah, just watch Netflix, just watch something, just do this, you know, but it's really not because when you sit down and watch Netflix for four days in a row, you really think to yourself, what am I going to do next? You know, um, so I think you're right, you know, for example, like for me, that was when that was a breakthrough for me actually, which is when I really sat down and go, is this all there is, you know? And that was when I started to come across like coaching, 
and then realizing that oh wow this is all about like human behaviors and stuff and mindset and i was like i actually learned all those things when i was really young but i never thought it can become a career so that was when i started to like explore those things as an industry um and really start to just explore some for that possibilities that wouldn't have been possible if I had a lot of noise around me, etc. Um, and, you know, I'm sure that you also spend a lot of time on yourself, you know, trying to just learn a bit more about what am I passionate about? That's what potentially um, makes you become who you are today, right? Pursuing your entrepreneurial journey. So did you get that sort of insight when you spend time with yourself? Is that is that where you get that insight from? Uh, you know, um... I guess there were many things that I was, you know, thinking over when I was just, you know, on my own. Uh, and I guess, you know, one of the things, uh, one of the thoughts that I have at the time when I was working for the company that used to work for was that I'm really liking this job. But at the same time, I find so many things uh that you know just annoy me that i cannot stay in this company you know that mm. i just that once my placement finishes i need to move on to another thing i need to you know uh ch- chase chase my goals you know i need to just uh find a different path for myself i would say Mm. Yeah, I think it's also a lot of, uh, I think by spending a lot of time with ourselves, we get a lot of time to do self-reflection, which is what most people don't get to do nowadays, you know, which is we just, we just sort of like carry on in life, right? Like you go to work, you wake up nine to five, and when you finish, you, you carry on with, like, I don't know, looking after your kids, uh, start to do dinner, you go out, you buy things, and it's when it becomes like a routine and it just keeps on cycling, we don't really take the time to reflect and think, put things back into context. I think that's where I'm coming from. You know, so for example, like when I spend time with myself, then I'll be thinking like, you know what, like, is this actually what I want to do? Um, am, I, am I making the most out of it? What can I do next? That's when you start to ask yourself those questions and to really start to dig a bit deeper and get those answers out. So I think what you really touched there was around like self-reflection. You start to observe what you like you observe what you don't like and you start to maybe soul i think can i do something about it isn't it exactly exactly yeah so that was uh yeah, that was that was very uh very exciting that's very interesting yeah so okay i think we're coming out to half an hour but i know that before we start you had a request you wanted to talk about something yeah. very unique and special yeah. which we will talk about uh yeah so so we are talking about being underdogs right uh, and at the same time, uh, like the overarching topic uh, for, for our broadcast is entrepreneurship. And um, I just want to, to, to say that the real underdogs of, of entrepreneurship right now uh, are women who were celebrating uh, their, their day on Monday. Um, and, I just, and I just wanted to say one thing that we should have more there should be more ceos leaders co-founders founders uh who are females you know i think that 
that uh, that women have so many great qualities that will make them really good uh, entrepreneurs and leaders i i really enjoy uh, like from my past experience i i can even say that to some extent uh, like there are some instances uh, like of course you should you should look uh, on on each person separately but there was some tendency that uh, my partnerships collaborations with uh, uh, with women uh, worked better than than with with men so so you know I just I just wanted to say that uh, it would be amazing to to see more and more female entrepreneurs out there yeah that that's that's very cool you know I I have to admit when you first said that you want to talk something about this I was thinking oh but we're both male like how is this message going to uh going to land you know but you know I, I think yeah i'm quite glad that you you mentioned it you know because uh, i also think to myself like you know um i know that we were talking about like entrepreneurship and um sort of hustling for me it's like working hard for what you believe to be true um you know and actually you know when we think about like women i think uh i think i am inspired by a lot of women leaders that i see in the company that you know, I work in. Um, like, and I, I remember your, your, when we met, your manager, uh, you know, uh, your manager. She's was, a woman. Right? Yeah. 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 And I learned so and much from her. Amazing person. Like, I, I remember her because uh, I, I think I even met her before I met you. So, oh, really? Uh, yeah. So, yeah, really, really nice person. Really, really, uh, really great leader, right? Exactly. And you know what? Now that I, I think back about it, like, uh, so when I first started, my manager was uh, was a woman. And then um, the role that I went back to do after I finished graduating, there was a period of time where I also report into a, a female senior manager who I really enjoy working with. And now I've also got a female senior manager in my team. And you know what? The thing is, I also think about it, right? Like, um, obviously, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, Obviously, in an ideal world, everything would be meritocracy. You know, everything is based on merit. Doesn't matter what your gender is. But the, the truth is, there are just there is just this male female slight sort of imbalance thing. And I think the fact that women are fighting so hard for 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 an, for a um, not an equal opportunity, but just to have just to be viewed as the same or given the same opportunities as men i think is such a strength in itself because they have to fight through so much um traditional views of what women's ought to do you know like stay at home look after the kids but you know times have changed i think times have moved on and i actually think that women display sometimes a lot more strength and courage in themselves than men do you know i, I feel like women have this sort of innate um empathy side of them a mum side of them but when that energy is being directed in the right way in business and that has some really powerful um, impact I think so I actually learned a lot from my um, all of the women leaders that uh, I see in my um, in my company so I'm actually very glad that you you brought this up because it's, it's it's very great and also by the time we are 
recording this, it's actually just two days after International Women's Day. That's why we decided to bring this up, right? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, okay, well, times go very quickly. You know, we're now already 35 minutes in. Um, any sort of um, parting words you want to say about um, being an underdog, man, that you want to finish off with? Uh, it's great for, for building your character, I guess. Uh, you know, if you, uh, let's, let's say you have two, uh, two people who came to the same level, you know, at some point in time. And, you know, this one person started from, let's say, lower base than the other one, right? I guess, you know, because you, you were an under, we were underdogs and uh, we had to make some, some extra effort to, uh, to get to the place where, where some, some, some other people made it to. Um, then I guess, you know, it, it, it had great uh, influence on, on our characters and it will definitely uh, generate even more positive relied, uh, results in the long term. Mm. No, that's very amazing. Um, for me, I think, uh, I think it's, it's really just, um, I think one thing that really, when I look back and I never thought it was possible, was that um, if you can see someone do it, you can do it as well. You know, and uh, I think that was so true because when I was sitting down, I remember like when I was in uni, I was sitting down there, um, like I see some Asian people getting a job in the UK. And that was, I was at a point where I get so much rejection that I just thought, you know what, like, I'm, fuck, like, I'm not going to get it. You know, so I was really like down, give myself a hard time. And obviously now I made it. And I think it was just a faith and a belief that you know what, just, let's just keep showing up. Let's just keep doing it. At least if I didn't get it, I, I know that I've tried. So, um, yeah, for me, I think it's about having faith in what you are pursuing for, um, believe in yourself and just do that next step one at a time and just keep doing it, keep doing it. Because I don't think me or you would be here if we hadn't had done that, just focus on the next, the next step. So cool. Um, I think we covered pretty much everything then. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right, everyone. I uh, just want to say um, thank you for uh, for uh, for being here with us. We hope that uh, you managed to take away something today. Um, as always, you know, we're just starting out. Things are not perfect. We're still trying to learn. We're still improving ourselves. Um, but do. Um, if you really like the content, you know, please, we're streaming on YouTube now, but we're going to extract it and we're going to do a podcast. Um, so please, please hit that, you know, subscribe button or drop a like, you know, I know everyone talks about it, but apparently it does help with the algorithms, you know, Daniel in social media, you know, all this inside and out. So please, um, it would be really much appreciated if you could do that. And also, um, if you're on YouTube watching in the description, there is 
a landing page where you can go in and just put your email addresses is nothing we're not going to send you like tons and tons of emails that you would not read um, but we're just there to remind you what the next topic is going to be and if you're willing to then come on and join us leave a comment in, uh, in YouTube I know we want to get some interaction going because we want to know where you are um, and we want to interact with people trying to get more people who are like us who are like-minded so that we can all grow together um, as a community and as a group so yeah, if you could show us some support and let us, you know, help you as well and let you help us, I think that's how people in our generation needs to um, needs to uh, needs to grow together and be together. So, right, I think we shall leave it there then, Dan. Uh, yes, yes. So, cool. so for, for this week and, and uh, uh, please join us uh, next week for, for another exciting uh, topic. Exactly. And, you know, if you've got any ideas of what topic you'd like us to cover as well, you know, you can just go and uh, go to the landing page and just let us know, you know, drop us an email and we'll be more than happy to prepare something about that. So, all right, that's it, ladies and gentlemen. See you in the next week's episode and um, take care in the meantime. Okay. All right. Bye. See you all. Goodbye.